Hello, everyone, and welcome to Quadrant 4 Politics, the podcast where we discuss politics from a libertarian and conservative standpoint. My name is Riley. I'm here with my co-host, Matt. Say hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Hello, Matt. Thank you. Uh, let me see. Before I begin, let's make a couple announcements. Uh, we got a new logo, and it looks pretty good. Matt, do you like the logo? Mm. Uh, should I give the podcast answer? or uh, You can give whatever fucking answer you uh, want. <laughs> so... Riley designed it without my consent. That's that's um, what I did. It it was like a rape logo. He just raped it at me, <laughs> and uh, I just get this message that our logo is ready. And I <laughs> looked at it and I go, "Oh God, what is this?" And if you're looking at it right now, um, it originally had all Google colors or Windows, as some people say. Other people have said Gay Pride. Um, people have said a lot of different things but the colors were pretty much Google's colors so we changed it around a little bit looks a little more Halloween now Riley's metalhead so that's fine looks better to me Um, sorry we keep changing it so much but whatever we haven't changed the logo that much we didn't have a logo at first well well, that's true in my defense I let him know that I was working on a new logo and he just did not see that message because I sent him so many You also memes. worked with some Indian guy who only gave you one chance <laughs> despite you supposed to have him five. I went on the Fiverr and there was some miscommunication. Uh-huh. So. <laughs> All right. So anyways, we have a new logo. We're not sure how long we're going to keep this one, but it seems we're going to keep it for a little while at least. We, I think maybe if we could just figure out how to change the colors. Like, I'm still not crazy about the colors, but if you just want to keep that design, I'm good with that. Yeah. Okay. We'll keep it for a while since I paid for it. Um, oh God! So anyways, Jewish. so Jewish. Other than that, hey, let us know what you think of the logo, and you can let us know by either commenting on YouTube, uh, commenting on SoundCloud, or sending us an email directly at the email quadrant4politics at gmail and that's the number four quadrant4politics at gmail dot com. Uh, we want comments and questions, and we will uh, answer those on the air uh, if you send them in. Uh, also, please like, follow, subscribe, and share. We appreciate that. It helps us grow. Uh, anyways, uh, let's. Uh, without further ado, let's start working on the questions. As uh, Matt is choosing a random question for you right now, and for the new listeners, if you haven't heard us before, uh, we just answer questions on the show now. It's a pretty fun, fun way to do a podcast. And the questions—they're not really questions; they're more like they're statements. Statements. So yeah. We have to agree or disagree. Yeah, we have to agree or disagree. But with we're them, doing but... it random. There's no yeah. script now. Well, no there script. wasn't a script before, but there's no agenda. Yeah. This is all just fucking free flow. I always let the Lord lead me to the right question for the day. Let the Lord, Jesus, take the wheel. (laughs) I let Jesus take my hand and just grab in here. And, um, you know, I'm feeling the Lord calling over here to the left side of the bag. Jesus touched me the wrong way one time. Um, <laughs> he used his hand. Maybe his name was Jesus. <laughs> I don't think it was Jesus. Oh, man. Considering he hasn't walked the earth in 2,000 years. All right, put that uh, one back in. Be, before right. you read the statement, Not, uh, these are from the political compass test. And uh, the it, whatever the statement is, the answers are always strongly disagree, disagree, agree, or strongly agree. And, uh, and so, I usually don't do strongly unless, you know, I feel really strongly about it. Oh, yeah. Riley usually does strongly because, I guess, you're opinionated. Everything's black and white in my world. Okay, this is an interesting (laughs) one. You know, last week we had a question where we offered a $20 gift card. If somebody could figure out how the statement was, if you're surrounded by troubles, it's better to 
surround yourself with more positive things and forget about it. We couldn't figure out how that tied into the political compass. This one, I mean, I could probably give a little bit better guess to, but it's still a weird question. Anyway, if you want to answer last week's question, listen to the video. Nobody's claimed the $20 reward yet. $20 reward, everyone. $20. $20. I'm surprised <laughs> you're not trying to claim that, really. Like the Jew. All So, school should not make classroom attendance compulsory. What the fuck does compulsory mean? It means... Uh, and I, I'll admit, I had to look that up, too. Oh, yeah. Not that I didn't know the word. I just didn't really know it in that context. Does it mean, like, mandatory? Yeah, exactly. Okay. So school schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. Can I Can I just tell you what, you, I, what I'm thinking? Do you mind thinking? if I read it real quick? Well, sure. Cool. I just, like, just make sure. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. All right. Go ahead. What were you going to say? Well, what I was going to say is the school doesn't – schools don't decide how many days a school is going to be. Each state sets their own number of days of how long school is, and it ranges anywhere from like 170 to 190, with most states being at 180. But uh, anyway, let's pretend it says, you know, should school be compulsory or not. Um this is one of the situations where I think, like, it's not broken, you know, don't fix it. Like, are we going to suddenly just tell It's okay kids, the way it is. Not that it's necessarily okay the way it is, but are we just going to, like, say, okay, you know, once you reach the age of five, you get to decide if you go to kindergarten. Like, <laughs> unless it's talking, you know, I just thought, unless it's talking about college, wait, schools should not make classes. Schools should make attendance mandatory so that... All the kids get shot at. Okay. Um. <laughs> Let's. We gotta make those numbers bigger, man. <laughs> Riley doesn't speak for the whole podcast. Um, those are rookie numbers. I hope all of our kids in the nineteen twenty school year, nineteen twenty school year, have a very uh, safe time at school as they should. <laughs> Um, but I do believe classroom attendance should be mandatory. Um, I think whether that's homeschooling, whether that's going to a private school, whether that's going to public school, I do think basic education is necessary. Doesn't mean that we can't change the way things are. It doesn't mean that we can't maybe focus more on what kids actually need to learn or maybe trades or whatever maybe enter like at 15 or 16 maybe focusing less on you know who was the general and what war in the 1500s maybe more on what you're going to do going forward but i do think uh school is something you should probably go to at least until you know you're of i think at 16 you're allowed to drop out with your parents consent yeah. or so um i i don't i I'm, i guess i'm thinking of like kids below high school level like like, are there parents who don't want their kids to go to school? I just, I don't... Oh, yeah. Especially Christian families. Because they say that school's Well, but liberal. it doesn't say... Like, the hardcore Republican Christians, they don't want their kids going to uh, public schools. I, I know that because... Schools like, should not make classroom attendance compulsory. It's not saying... I mean, I guess you could interpret it that way, but I don't think that's what it's saying. Well... Let me see here. What I have to think about this one is, uh, 
I have a lot to say about education in our current school system because I think it's trash, it's garbage, I've been through it, you've been through it as well. Uh, it's just terrible, and the reason why it's terrible is because it's run by the government. And what we need to do is we need to privatize education, and once we privatize it, uh, those schools can have their own rules as, as to what attendance is. You know, they can have a rule that says, hey, if you don't show up to class, you know, five days in a row, then you're expelled, you know, and that's... I think that's totally okay for a private business to make that kind of decision. Um, but no, I don't think that uh, I don't think that you should be forced to go to school. I know that a lot of people have fears that we'll become an uneducated society if we do that, and there's a good chance that we will be. But we also have the internet, and even stupid people use the internet and learn. You know, learn a strong things word. From, well, I mean, they can also learn wrong things because of fake news, but they have to fucking learn how to read to get the fake news. You know what I'm saying? So I think. Uh, if we were to have a state-funded school education, I think it should quit at fifth grade. Everything I learned after fifth grade, I feel like, was unnecessary. I learned how to read, write, and do basic math and basic science, biology, in fifth grade uh, and before in elementary school. I think that's pretty much it. Anytime after that is, like, puberty is putting kids in a fucking small classroom with a bunch of other students and during puberty is fucking torture. That's terrible. You know, that's and so that's weird. Why I used fucking... to think about that, like, growing up, I was like, it's kind of weird that the government makes people, makes kids go to school knowing it's going to be hell on, yeah. like, 80% of them. It's like everyone complains about how terrible their childhoods are. I think there's just a way better way to do it. Uh, like I said, I have a whole lot of things to discuss about education. I'm not going to take up the whole 40 minutes doing that, but... But every, everything I learned in fifth grade and before is all I needed to know. Anything after that was all just a waste of time. It was, you know, the only thing I really learned was, like, the only benefit I could take from that was a little bit of social structure, like learning how to act in a group of people. But still, even that, like, I, I received more negatives than I did positives from going through school. At that point, I like, at after fifth grade... I would have preferred to start learning a trade or learning how the fucking laws work. How about that? Like, we need a class that, like, just a year of, like, hey, after you learn basic math, science, uh, writing, reading, that kind of stuff up to fifth grade, sixth grade should be, like, this is how your country works. These are the laws of the land, and this is how you do taxes. Taxation is theft, but we have them right now. This is how you do your taxes. Those are things I want to learn and actually could have benefited from. That how to work the uh, uh, how to do work the uh, trade market stocks. What do you mm -hmm. call that? Wall Street. Yeah, Wall Street. Wall you know. Yeah. Um, the stock market. You know, all, these are all things that I wish I had known, but instead I know that the mitochondria is the powerhouse of the cell. And I know the quadratic formula, you know, it's like that kind of stuff is bullshit. I've never used that in my life. I don't need to know the diamond and circumference of a can of, you know, SpaghettiOs. Yeah, but maybe some of, of that nonsense. stuff, like, stays I mean, rooted stuff... in your mind, you know, and it does actually help. And, like, I'm thinking of certain things. Well, it could help if you're going into those fields. Like, but I don't have, a, I'm not, I don't work in a math field. And if I was interested in math, I would have sought out how to do those things. So I, I think it should be privatized. And another thing is a lot of people will think that if you privatize education, that only uh, uh, rich people will be able to go. Uh, I disagree with that. I think there will be um, uh, charities and other stuff like that that will help uh, the poor kids. So the school. poor kids have to go to charity school? 
Well, I mean, they can't go to charity school. I mean, poor people don't go to college right now, and that's just, you know, the way society is. Do you believe in uh, government funding? Compulsory, though. Do you want college to be, you know? Uh, at this point, everything after fifth grade is essentially just the same as college, so. Mm, well, except the liberal agenda, but. Yeah. Well, I mean, you get a liberal agenda in high school. Well, you do, but, I mean, you know, like, speakers aren't booed off campus because, you know, the kids aren't big enough to hold a picket sign so well they're not really inviting you know uh ben shapiro you to get speak my point though like just like you know i was thinking for a while about how like oh college uneducated voted for trump or whatever and i was like yeah. oh that makes republicans look kind of bad and then i'm like wait a minute so a bunch of assholes who voted for hillary clinton decided to go into hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to take classes that they're not going to use like 80% of them for the field of interest they're in, then they're probably still not, I mean, most of them aren't going to get the jobs they wanted after college. It's like, who's really the dumb ones? And I'm not saying the smart ones are the ones who didn't go to college. Those are, you know, the rednecks and trailer trash. Well, you know, Republicans are like the stupidest people and the wealthiest people vote Republican. Everyone else votes Democrat, it seems. Unless you count libertarians, but there's not very many libertarians, unfortunately. I think, it, well, you know, that's, I think libertarians, the more I see from them, the more they, to me, they seem kind of tend right, even mm-hmm. though it's, you know, according to the political compass, which we're based off of, you know, it's a different axis, but. Uh, yeah. No, that's, that's definitely true. I mean, that that's why you see more Republicans leaning, like the Republican uh, Congress members have a liberty liberty caucus or some shit like that. I don't know all the terms, but uh, you see a lot more Republicans turn to Libertarian, but they tend tend to kind of flip flop. Like Bill Weld was the um, vice president for the Libertarian nomination uh, in 2016. Well, He's he flip flopped between Libertarian and Republican multiple times. Yeah, because I think he was like the he was a Republican governor of some state, just yeah. like Gary well, Johnson, Gary Johnson was. was a Republican. Yeah, he was a Republican governor, mm-hmm. and I think. Uh, I think it's because, you know, like you've mentioned before, Republicans, like, tend to be small government. Um, and it's kind of just like, you know, Democrats want taxes, you know, and taxes are bad until the Republicans, you know, say, oh, we need a tax for something. And then yeah. all of a sudden it's not so bad. Mm-hmm. So kind of just like playing into whatever hand you have there. But uh, anyways, back to the question. Um, schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I uh, shouldn't. Schools should not make classroom attendance compulsory. I strongly agree with that statement. They should not be mandatory. Let me read this. Schools should not make. I will disagree. So you you think that they should be mandatory? You think schools well, should be mandatory? Well, I mean, what are you going to do between sixth, twelfth grade? I mean, there's child labor laws that prevent all this. Well, I'm also against child labor laws. Well, we're not talking about what you're against. We're talking about <laughs> the reality we live in now, not Riley's well, the, little fun libertarian. The world. thing about libertarian politics is that i'm not sure if this applies for uh, the other parties but for libertarian politics everything is kind of a piece of a puzzle and it all fits together if it's all done the same way um and yeah you know if if because of child labor laws there would be you know after if you wanted to do like school up to fifth grade then between you know that age that you're done at fifth grade and until you hit 16 when you're legally able to work it's like you're just sitting around all day not doing anything but I, I think that those people should be put the, those kids should be put to work. I mean, they were back in the day. I think a good compromise would be like you know kind of the status quo, but also 
mixing in some of here's what you're gonna need for the future like doing your taxes and you know how the workplace works and you know make sure not to say even the slightly inappropriate thing because you will get fired because I also think that you know they could um, uh, kids who are still living with their parents if they got a job you know after fifth grade they could start um, the fuck was that well on the hour it goes off so thanks (laughs) well um uh, they could get a job and start saving up for college and then they could work like some shitty dishwasher job and be like, I don't want to do this the rest of my life. And then the money they've saved of those years of work and they can go towards college and learn a trade. Um, but, it, it, you know, it, it, libertarian politics are just, it's a puzzle all fits together if they're all done the same way. Uh, just get government out of the way. You know, the government is just in the way. Also, you and I disagree on adolescence. Um, you, it seems like you value ad- adolescence more than I do. I I think that children should be treated as adults because the more childish we treat them, the longer they act childish. And I think, you know, in this day and age, there's no time to act childish. This is a fast-moving world, and we need to, uh, you know, fucking get moving kind of Well, then why is it that when we were a slow-moving world, there was no adolescence? You went from child to adult. Puberty meant adult. Well, I mean government took over for them and and changed society but they also didn't have the technology that we do now so like we're working in the coal mines when you were 10 years old was really shitty but nowadays people don't have to work in the coal mines Hmm. if that makes sense all right let's pick a new question there you go next question of the day okay finger in the bag right next to the mic the lord's (laughs) gotta lead me (laughs) oh shoot you knocked out a couple of them man well you know Put them back in the bag. Alrighty, back in the bag. I'm gonna keep these ones safe from you. Oh, did I give you the other one back? Oh uh, yeah, I got it over okay, here. Cool. I'm gonna throw that away. That was a shitty question, anyways. Oh, this is a good one. Eh. Charity is better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged. Strongly agree. That is what libertarian politics are all based upon. Is charity over government assistance? What's your thought on it, Matt? Uh, well, my answer would be agree. Um, I'm not a big fan of the welfare system and handing out money to people just because they don't have it. I do believe that in a, and I often use the term, in a rational society, um, we help those who can't help themselves and we give a helping hand when people need it because we have the ability to do so. But the way the welfare system works now is we're basically feeding into people's poverty. We are encouraging their, you know, continued uh, participation in welfare programs. Uh, I saw a meme the other day that was really good. It said, um, Bernie, it was a quote from Bernie Sanders. He said, uh, people who work 40 hours a week should not be below the poverty line. And someone replied, yeah, so you should stop taking their money and giving it to the people who work zero hours a week. <laughs> I thought that was pretty good. Well, that's also a debate. It is, that is really good. That's also a debate about minimum wage and if it's supposed to cover uh, a living wage. But that's a yeah. separate question. I would say um, the problem with this is with charity, you're relying on people to... You're relying on people to pay their part without being told to and ultimately that money doesn't go into their savings account like they want to or towards their new yacht and 
unlike you know where you and I differ is that uh, like I consider myself to be you know lean libertarian but I'm not like member of your crazy anti-government party like taxes <laughs> I consider to be a necessary evil the way I think it could better be done is if taxes are the price we pay to live in a civilized society <laughs> that's what you sound like right now <laughs> I'm joking <laughs> and I'm glaring um, <sighs> But that's partly true. I mean, <laughs> God be, damn it. <laughs> if you if the super rich weren't required to give anything, would they give anything? I believe that they would. You believe that they would. Okay. And I believe, I mean, they might and we see in society that they do. Um but I don't know that we can count on it with some sort of check and balance. Uh but the reason i mean i still say disagree or i still say uh agree because i think you know i i definitely lean that way just not as strongly as you do you know i just i think there is a certain risk to saying you know give what you can mm. but at the hey that's a christian value right now or right right like uh what do you mean uh take what you need give what you can I'm right. not sure where that comes from. I think it is like with a tithing or something. I don't know. Give till it hurts. Give till it hurts. Um, hey, hey. That's, Riley, that's what she uh, said. That's not appropriate. <laughs> nah. <laughs> what were we talking about? Uh, charity. Well, let me let me tell you what I think. Um, if you don't mind me going on a little rant here. Um, I rich people are demonized in our society and uh you know they're forced to keep offshore accounts to keep their money from being taxed uh you know they do a lot of loophole kind of things shady kind of things uh potentially illegal kind of things to protect their money um because they're they're painted as the criminal right now but if we praised billionaires for you know creating jobs and helping society and the economy and stuff like that as they are uh they would be willing to give back more and they already do give back i mean look uh we live in the greater seattle area where bill gates lives and he has the whole bill and melinda gates foundation right in center, uh, seattle center pretty much it's on the waterfront it's over um it's over by the emp i think in the space needle um but you know they they're willing to help and there's also like you know, people asking for donations outside of the grocery stores and stuff like that. If we stop taxing the rich so much and regulating them so much and demonizing them, they might be willing to... They already help a lot, as is. There's a lot of, you know, private money from charities helping people out. And I'm saying that if we stop demonizing them and, and taxing them and regulating them, that they'll be willing to give more. Because ultimately, you know, when Jeff Bezos does something good, then Amazon is looked upon as a better company you know people tend to support companies that uh like tom's shoes even uh when you buy a pair of tom's shoes they give one to a kid in africa for free and even though that's wrong that's a whole other thing about how giving shoes to kids in africa for free is killing the shoe industry in africa it's a whole other issue to talk about but people still bought tom's shoes because they were like oh i'm doing a good deed you know i'm helping them support their charity and uh, you know those kind of those kinds of things can help a business grow, and that helps billionaires to be 
you know, to donate and to help those in need. And, uh, you know, I'm a libertarian and I think that getting rid of the government is uh, ultimately a good thing. But realistically, I just think that, like, the welfare system should be saved for those people who have a hard time of working, those people who are uh, mentally ill, uh, provably, yeah, provably mentally ill, not just, I'm an alcoholic, um, but, like, provably mentally ill, uh, disabled, like, in a wheelchair, missing a leg, that kind of shit, because, honestly, those people don't have as fair of an advantage as we do, um, and I, I'm not a completely heartless person, I think that those people do need help, and I would prefer if they got help from private charities, but, realistically speaking, we're never gonna get rid of the welfare, so if I could just take the welfare welfare system just to those people who are mentally and physically disabled because they're the ones who actually realistically need help the people who are just i spawned like three kids out of my pussy they don't need any help because they're fucking i believe in personal responsibility and they shouldn't have had three three children anyways or you know if it was accidents and they had children they should have given them up for adoption or given them to family members or something you know it's there's a lot of a lot of people who give reasons why they can't and we live in a, in a society that encourages that we need people who we need people to learn to say why they can do something you know it's i can't work because i have three kids at home you know that's bullshit There's how about you options. can work because yeah. you or you need how about to you have to work because you have three kids at home kind of thing so um i get what you're saying i don't disagree with uh, any of that uh, I think our only disagreement is how far the charity would extend. Mm. Uh, well, also the government, the, the government just sucks at everything. We can't trust it. They are terrible with their money, and you know they're taxing us all this money and they're spending it terribly, and it's just going to people who don't deserve it. You know, I, like if private charities would have a more rigorous kind of like prove you're in a wheelchair for us to give you money or um like you know, shock their why leg. why haven't you worked when you don't have any disabilities why should i give you money what have you done to deserve it or why do you deserve it you know whereas the government is kind of just you know i've heard people get you know fucking what is that thing called uh agoraphobia they get disability for f afraid to go outside now i understand fear and anxiety and stuff like that but that also doesn't seem like a legit reason for us to give you money for your agoraphobia, you know, just so you can sit at home and be lazy. I don't know. It's hard to say until you walk in another person's shoes, but I think it is fair to say that regardless of work, you know, which ones we give it to, we're giving it to too many people. You know, I, for example, have a family member that can, uh, that gets disability each month, but uh, she has no problem sitting at a slot machine for eight hours a day. Yeah, and that kind um, of shit's fucked up. Yeah, and I, uh, you know, that's ultimately government money, so taxpayer money, mm. going to the casinos, you know. Yeah. And uh, it's, I mean, I think, you know, I think we're pretty much, like, on the same base here. Um, I'll, I'll, what I would suggest, I think people need to have more say in where their taxes go. Yes, but uh, just like we've talked about how voting on 
every independent issue, like if every issue that Congress discussed was put out on a vote on every single person, that's way unrealistic. That's why we live in a representative democracy, because we need those people to make those decisions for us, because having all, you know, have one or two billion people that are in this country decide on those things would be ridiculous it's to have an election. Million, but yeah. It's 300 million in yeah. this country? Oh, I thought it was more than that. Uh, but anyways... Uh, having all those people vote on that is just unrealistic it's never going to happen yeah um, but i'm saying like you know when it, you're doing I, your taxes you can say like i want it to go to planned parenthood because i like killing babies or yeah. i want it to go to you know those who need food the homeless the vets the military you know yeah pick a selection and not necessarily all your taxes but maybe you know we end up giving about a third of our money to the government yeah. between uh, getting taxed on our check, paying taxes at the end of the year, and sales tax, and then whatever other tax, you know, house uh, property tax and whatnot. We end up giving about a third of our money to the government. I think, you know, at least a third of that third, we should be able to say we want it to go, you know, we want it divided up, or even yeah. a half of that third, you mm -hmm. know, and then. You know, so therefore, if you're somebody who takes the, uh, if you drive to work, you're going to put your money towards infrastructure. You mm -hmm. know, if you are an environmentalist, you're going to put yours towards state parks and mm -hmm. say, screw the infrastructure, you know. Um, and I think that way it would be everybody would get a more fair say in the democracy. And that's why I disagree with Texas because. If we got rid of taxes and privatized everything, we'd privatize the roads. You'd just be paying for the roads when you use them. If you privatize the parks, you'd just be paying for the parks when you use them. So instead of paying that money to the government and they can waste it and spend it on dumb shit and you know programs that don't work, instead we can give those money that money directly to the people that we support. I don't own a car. I don't drive. There's no reason why I should be paying for the roads because I don't use them, and yet I get taxed for those. And you know, I I rather the parks department is like does a shit job of making the parks look nice but if they were privatized you bet your ass they would look nice same with like buses public transportation if we privatized public transportation it would work way better you know employees would actually be in trouble for not being on time or missing stops or bullshit like that you know maybe they'd have a security guard on the bus because they could actually charge a little bit more and you know a security guard can make the buses safer i saw a video of a bus driver getting attacked yesterday in seattle it's like the government just does a shit job at everything and that's why i don't like funding it see i i don't think the disease is so much the government like you do i mean i definitely it's a problem i think it's just like human nature and the fact it, is as the government's made up of humans it's always going to be mm. regardless if you have your libertarian paradise where there's an ultra small government like people still make bad decisions and they're going to make them on behalf of themselves and on behalf of other people. Well, I'd also believe in a uh, crowdfunded government, which is just we choose where our money goes in the government. So it's like, you know, I'm pro-life, but I hate Planned Parenthood. I wouldn't give them any of my money. You mean uh, you're pro-choice? Uh, did I say pro-life? You did. Oh, wow. That was a mistake. Well, no, it's you going down the right path. <laughs> Your subconscious is fine, you know reaching your brain but sorry, that's okay. sorry. let me correct it i meant pro-death i am pro-death uh, yeah that's not <laughs> a lie at all actually <laughs> that's very true um but you know i think uh if we got to choose where our tax dollars go 
I think many of the government institutions would be defunded instantly because the public doesn't want, you know, we were talking about ICE before we started this podcast. I think a large pub, uh, part of the public would not support ICE. And I think ICE would get shut down almost immediately if we got to crowdfund the government. And, you know, I don't, I think the military is overfunded right now. I don't think we, that we need military. Uh, soldiers in every country in the world but i would still donate to the military because i want our country to be protected you know i think that we need the military for defense um and i'm not even one of those crazy libertarians who supports uh, privatizing the military i think the military should be a government institution i just don't think it, it should have that much money that much money and my money if i got to choose where my tax dollars went 100 percent of my tax dollars and how much i gave i would give it to pretty much just the military and the police force because that's all i want the government doing for me is just protecting my rights that's all i want the government and for. i think we agree on that point is that you know despite you and i being different on how far-reaching the government should be or how necessary it is we both believe that its main job is to protect its citizens mm. and protect the homeland yeah. and uh so when it comes to charity it's better than social security as a means of helping the genuinely disadvantaged riley you say strongly agree That's i say right. agree so this Big is quadrant four politics are we done well i mean do you want to do one more we're only we at have... 33. All right, let's do one more. Yeah, let's do one Maybe more. it'll be funner. There you go. I'll let you pick it, because you always do. I, I, I felt like longer. Maybe it's because you're boring me. I don't Am know. Am I boring you? <laughs> Probably. Oh, boy, I'm sorry. <laughs> like very dry eyes. Use clear eyes every time. Wait, what's that guy's name? Ben Stein. Speaking of which, he's a hardcore Republican, apparently. He's one of those Jew Republicans. Jew Republicans. Jew Republicans. Jew Republicans. Jew Republicans. <laughs> Oh, Riley, this is the question one. I told you I wanted to take out because I don't understand it, and it doesn't make sense. Well, we can make it quick. And I've been telling you forever, this is a stupid <laughs> question. Uh, I'm going to read it, okay? But nobody's going to understand it. Well, you know, we don't we don't have consent on this podcast, so you have to do it. <laughs> what do you mean we don't have consent? We don't have consent, so, you know. You're raping me into doing this? I'm raping you into doing this. All right. You Multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. Oh, I think this is talking about, like, sweatshops. Multinational companies are unethically exploiting the plant genetic resources. Plant as in, like, a manufacturing plant? I don't—I I feel like I looked this Can question up because I was so mad. Can I read it? And okay. it was something more about, like, pesticides or some crap. Let's see. Multinational companies are unethically exploiting—, exploiting the plant genetic resources of developing countries. Um, well, let's come to an agreement on what this means, and we can discuss that. Like, do you think they're talking about plants as in like the ecosystem, or do you think plants as? In, I feel like, like I read somewhere that's what they're plants. talking about. Like in some countries. Well, it's weird. Plant genetic resources. Like we are just like sucking the resources uh, out of third party or third world countries. Are unethically exploiting. Like I think these multi these multinational companies. I think because I think it applies to like third world countries. There, it's talking about third world countries, absolutely. But are we talking oh, about yeah. the workers? Um, or are we talking about the actual environment of those countries? I, from what I remember trying to read about this question, was I thought it was talking about the environment, but I could be wrong. Why don't you Google it? Uh, I don't have access to the internet on the computer at the moment. But let's just discuss it. Wh which one do you want to talk about? Do you think we're taking advantage of the workers or the environment? 
I guess we can just talk about both if you want. I mean, I think okay. Let's... Are we taking advantage of third world countries in general? <laughs> I mean, I would say yeah. They agree. They probably are taking advantage of them because it's easy to do, and companies' main jobs are to make a profit, and they can often do it easier. So are we just talking about third world countries in general? Should we just say our? Well, it says developing countries. Yeah. So let's... well, I mean, in, instead of workers versus the environment we should just say the question is about third world countries in in general we'll just alter the question a little bit or the statement sure really okay. i don't so, i don't I, I just want to throw this away and never see, <laughs> i told you i didn't want to even well, we'll make it quick do you think that multinational corporations are taking advantage of third world countries yes absolutely you think so yeah because in a i mean negative way or in a positive way well i mean you know there's sweatshops there's you know people in crowded little rooms making your ipads there's yeah you know your shoes are getting made by a little chinese sweatshop i like that joke that's like uh uh my 12 year old daughter brought me a really shitty crayon painting or crayon drawing she made and i said oh look at this the children your age in china are making ipads <laughs> i thought that was a pretty good uh, joke that's yeah well and that is actually a funny joke because I do like morbid humor. But uh, if it's the reality, then it is what it is. But this is what happens, you know, like as of right now, we are not a one world government and it's how things are. I don't know well, what you want me to do to change it. But, yeah, I'm sure they are being exploited because, you know, they don't have the uh, which I'm sure you are just loving but they don't have, you know, the labor laws that we have here so they can do whatever they want with those yeah. people for, you know, five cents a day or whatever. Well, here's here's my thought on it. Um, we are, uh, you know, seeing a sweatshop and seeing the conditions those workers work in and stuff um, is, is a horrible sight, you know, it really is, especially in even China, uh, which isn't a third world country at all, but even in China, their work conditions seem really rough. Um, and it, you, honestly, I, I'm thankful every day of my life that I don't have to work like that. I'm glad that I don't live in a country like that. And I'm also thankful that those people work hard so that I can have my cell phone that I look at memes on all day long, you know? Um, but uh, some of those are being benefited by our multinational companies and some of those are at the fault of their government um, and their culture as well. Um, a lot of Asian cultures believe in honor and, and hard work and um, so they, their culture kind of tells them how to work and if working in a sweatshop is what they have to do then they have to do that. Uh, it, I, mostly speaking about China here, their government also is not a good government. They have a very ca uh, communist government that you know, is very authoritarian, and they have a social fucking status now, which is retarded. Have you heard about that? They have, like, a social ranking in China now. So if you, like... Like, they have cameras everywhere, apparently, and they rate your social... Like, when, you were, when you're, like, on your phone and you post something on, like, their version of Facebook, like, they re the government records that, and if it's a positive thing, you'll get a higher social so status. So, like, some sort of, like, Black Mirror type stuff? It's exactly fucking, like, Black Mirror. And, uh... Uh... China has just a really corrupt government that's way too authoritarian. And so I think if they had more freedom over there, they wouldn't be working in those conditions. Um, and for like a, like if we're talking about like Africa, um, some of the poor countries over there, I think that even though those working conditions are terrible for them, it's better 
those jobs than no job at all and we are boosting the economy in that country so that it can grow and um, become more powerful economically uh, I overall I don't feel that bad about it because I think that it's either not my fault in the case of China it's there they have a shitty government and their culture may not be the most friendly when it comes to those kinds of things and when it comes to third world countries like in Africa we are offering those people something better than what they had before because if we weren't there then they would just be poor with no job but now they're at, they at least have a job even though it's a really shitty scary job you know and it's it's like the liberals would want them to have a cushy job where they work you know front desk at a hotel and get to stand around all day and look at memes but it's like that's not going to happen that's unfortunately that's not the real world no but should i mean and and there's a, a private charities that go over there and help them and Christian charities who just, give them Bibles. <laughs> shut up. Is there... <laughs> okay, so we know the conditions are going to be bad over there. Yeah. Um, you know, you brought up like, oh, it's great that they at least have jobs where they're working in 120-degree yeah. buildings, Riley, for yeah. $5 a day. But uh, should the multinational companies care a little bit more when they're based out of a Western country? Like, shouldn't they say... You know, here's a human rights violation happening. Like, are we going to participate or are we going to say things need to be uh, better? No, because there's a market. And the market says there's two sides of the market. There's the market on our end and there's the market on their end. The market on our end says we're not going to pay anymore for an iPad. We're not going to – this computer they were recording this podcast on was $1,200, and I barely wanted to pay that for it. If the people who made this computer weren't getting – we're getting paid anymore the price would go up and i would say fuck that i'm going to get a chromebook instead uh you know because that's a cheaper option and so that's that's the free market on our side is we have if the prices go up on these things then we will stop buying them and therefore either the industry will crash or they'll exploit other ways of making these things um, or making them worse which is not what we want we always want technology to be getting better and on that side if we can't just have one company giving these people a really good job and the rest of them having really shitty jobs because that's just not right for like their economy. It doesn't create a fair market on their side. Um, and it also doesn't work for the businesses over there too because they have, they have uh, competitors over there. You know, Apple isn't the only one that has people making stuff in China. You know, Microsoft and uh, Sony and everyone has people making hardware over in China. Uh, and they all have to compete with each other over there on that side as far as like what they uh, pay their employees and you know what uh, those kinds of things you know so it's the market on both sides that just unfortunately that's the way it is and it will get better over time it's just a slow process and unfortunately those countries didn't develop as quickly as ours did does that make sense mm, well the question doesn't make sense and your answer lacks heart but i expect nothing more from you well so. like i said i don't have total lack of heart for these people and, and i said you know i'm thankful for them and i'm thankful that i don't have to live that way and i feel bad that they do but unfortunately you know uh, um, i was born a straight white male and i don't have a choice in that they were born a poor african or a poor chinese person they don't have any choice in that either you know so alrighty. Yeah. Well that's... I mean uh, fact of the matter, if you feel bad for them, you're racist. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> that's I'm saying it's racist of you. To feel bad <laughs> because for them. they had no choice in them. Yeah. It's like I don't know. 
feeling bad for people in a wheelchair when in, in fact they're strong powerful it's like feeling bad for women because they're women because they're strong and independent on their own <laughs> uh, okay. so, uh, so next week we're gonna have a special guest right yeah uh next week uh, we're having uh, jack on he's a cool dude um he has an interesting story to tell us so that will be next week's episode um it'll be chill all right uh, awesome we will see you guys yeah. then uh thanks for listening and watching uh I forgot to say we're available on YouTube and SoundCloud. I forgot that at the beginning I of the show. I thought you stopped SoundCloud and did Spotify. Uh, I haven't done that yet because I've been lazy oh, and I've been busy. But uh, right now we're on YouTube and SoundCloud. And yeah, we are working on getting on Spotify and Apple iTunes and um, other podcast services. But uh, we'll get around to that soon, I promise. Uh, anyways, thanks for watching. Uh, please be sure to like, comment, subscribe, and share, and email us at quadrant4politics at gmail.com. That's the number four, not spelled out, quadrant4politics at gmail.com. Looking forward to hearing from you. Uh, if we get enough questions, we'll read them on the show. That'd be awesome. Uh, thanks for listening. Uh, anything you want to say, Matt? Mm, have a great day. Have a good one, guys.